0: Hey! Welcome to Regular Features. I'm pouring a drink. Let the fun commence. Go! I am Log. On my right is you. Hello, I'm Steve Hogarty. And on my left is him. Ah, it's me. Matthew, together we're going to entertain you for up to 40, 40 minutes. I don't 45 know. 40
1: minutes. <laughs> <Five> minutes? <laughs> well, half an the hour. The podcast's
0: one. only 30 minutes long, but you'll be laughing to yourself <laughs> for 15 minutes afterwards, I can guarantee <laughs> you. Minimum. At
1: <that>. minimum. <laughs> the very minimum. On tonight's podcast, I, uh, I'm going to be taking you briefly to space uh, with a feature loosely themed around a game that came out probably about 10 years ago. <gasps>
0: I'm going to be helping you have fun with your baby with the
2: help of Dr. Pixie's book from Lidl. And I am taking you through the wild world of Noel the Supervet and all of the aminals that he's got to fix using his abilities.
1: Log, I am so pleased that you're going to help... Teach me to have how to have fun with my baby. I'm bored shitless of my baby. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. It's like a Nutribullet. Bullet. It just sits in the kitchen gathering dust, <laughs> spinning around really fast on its a hole. <laughs> don't remember why I got it. I don't remember what it's for. It's taking up valuable surface space. And honestly, I think I might gum tree it. That sounds pa-
2: painful for the baby. Good. <laughs> I would like a feature. Who's got one to give me? I do, I do, I do that case jingle it
0: regular features what's the next one I hope it's something about Gabby's bum his two buttocks are sweet as roses between which the girls will stick their noses
1: so I don't know about you guys but I've been going back and capturing some video footage of the the Bioware game Mass Effect 2. Um, because it turns out there's not a lot of footage in that on the internet that doesn't have people's customs shepherds boning away at every alien they can find left, right, and centre. I can't remember the
0: names of any of the races from Mass Effect. That's such a good feeling. <laughs> <The, the, laughs>
2: You've got, you got the Churlians. You've got the Crocs. Asahi. The Crandons. Uh,
0: the Crandons. They're, they're the thick um, ones that... Um, Beth. On a heavy planet.
2: Beth. (laughs) Just one alien from her own race. called (laughs) called Bethany. She's such a dick.
1: (laughs) But she's a sweet lay. sweet space lay. Yeah,
2: you can fuck her. Five different options with Bethany.
1: Yeah, the Bethany planet. (laughs) You can go do it on different continents. Her midriff is like a Swiss cheese. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been doing that. And tell you what, Mass Effect 2 is pretty good. I'm playing it again. Just a side note. It's not an interesting fact. I've just been like... This is actually really good. Remind it's me what happens in Mass Effect 2. That's
2: where the big alien comes and
1: tries yeah. to get everyone. It's the one with the big towers
0: that land in somewhere and you have to sort of defend or attack them.
1: That was the first one, I think, oh. where like, things turned up. But maybe this... Yeah, the first one and the second one. This Basically- one's
2: the big... Um, like cuttlefish from space yeah
1: that's the one yeah the big cuttlefish turns up uh makes another alien go all bad because of brain magic and then you have to go around and find loads of mates and there are like eight different mates i think you can find in the galaxy but they've all got problems like some of them are like angry some of them have siblings some of them are just completely like is it the one with that punk one with the taps on her face oh she's just mad angry i loved
0: her Um, loyalty mission
1: yeah, that's I don't thing.
0: remember anything about it, but I remember thinking, "Well, you like me now, and I like it when people who are angry like me."
1: You've got an angry turtle who was born in a jar, and uh, I think your system ship AI switches on and becomes a sexy lady at some point. Either that, or I just invented that, and I'm a fucking massive perv. Mm. Um, but did you, yeah, uh, did you
0: just write Cortana into Mass Effect?
1: Maybe I did. <laughs> well, anyway. Maybe that's my my deep inner desires. I mean, I, I whatever. I'll take what I can get. But, um, yeah, I think I wrote about it for OXM when I first joined, working with you and in the same room as you, way back when we were doing this at the very beginning. I also don't remember any of this. This whole
2: period of my life is blank now. None of the information is I don't remember much. I remember the office had um, all the magazine's logos dangling above the desks from the ceiling.
1: Yeah, on, like, cheap Kind of phone uh, board. Well, it was not cheap. I mean, it wasn't
2: expensive phone boards. They it? must have cost a thousand pounds each, Matt.
1: They weren't even embossed, you dick.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? They were corrugated. They couldn't have been heavy because they would have ripped down the cheap ceilings.
2: <laughs> and the ceilings were very cheap.
1: There were there were about two toilets on the floor, and there was one that was disabled around the corner, and you'd always have
2: to wait for it. And you get <laughs> because disabled people are <laughs> really
0: fucking slow at shitting.
1: <laughs> no, there was somebody. I don't know. There was somebody on the floor who was. Really taking liberties with that. Otherwise, yeah.
2: Anyway. I um, used to lie down on the, just, when I was hungover, I'd go for a sleep lying flat on the floor of the disabled toilet. That's probably why it took us. <laughs> <me>, so <laughs> Probably why, whenever he needs to use it, couldn't use it. Yeah. Good old
1: hungover Steve. And that cafe around the corner. The staff and the giant lattes. I genuinely do miss that job. I miss that era, I think, is the accurate thing. I don't miss the job. The job was a bit of a fucking nightmare sometimes. Um, and it burnt me out a bit. But I really oh, miss being in a room with you guys and having a laugh. What's YouTube that burnt you out, Matt? I mean, I think I've been
2: burnt out multiple times, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Everything's burning you out, Matt. It
1: is, unfortunately. It's because I give I give a lot of what I've got, and I haven't got much. I think you just work shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, it was, I really missed those days. Anyway, um, some of that probably get cut out because it's quite boring. Let's go to space, a.k.a. Mass Effect, a.k.a. SPACE.
2: You are Sex Captain Shepard of the SSS Boning, plowing through the stars of the galaxy in search of hot blue girls and hot green guys. You awaken in your quarters, being rudely joshed off by your expensive sentient AI alarm clock.
0: Good morning, Shepard. You have one new video mail in your galactic inbox. Spaceship and hands!
2: As you lube up every inch of your body with a thin layer of sex wax to give your face, neck and hands that lustrous sheen, the voice and face of your commanding officer blares into life as a bathtub hologram.
1: Shepard, yeah, but I'm only going to say this once. I'm having a bath, and it's starting to get cold. My perineum has been poaching in this water for an hour, and it feels like a black hole that's made out of prunes. We've got three probes left in the ship's internal bucket, and three planets left in this sector that need a scan. For the love of God, find me a galactic loofah so I can buff this gooch, bust some heads, and get back to Earth before the softened skin of my balls start to melt like bath bombs. Ooh, that's gross. It's horrible, isn't it? (laughs) Really horrible. you get a choice now, you can either choose a Paragon response or a Renegade response. Shall
0: I read both out and then...? I mean, I think
1: you should just choose.
0: I always have to be a Paragon on the First play clue.
1: Well, I mean, it's up to you.
0: Understood, Commander. I'm on it. I love and respect you and your perennial area.
1: I knew you'd say that, Shepard. Consistency. That's what I like about you. Find me that loofah. Commander out.
0: That's a nice and non-interactive. I love the way that my what I said, didn't affect what you said. (laughs) Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, I'm going to say the other thing as well. With all due respect, Commander,
1: fuck your balls! I knew you'd say that, Shepard. Consistency, that's what I like ha ha. Find me that loofah. Commander, out. Shepard, we have three
0: planetoid shapes in range. Calgon 4, Flapjack Prime, and Bumpy Centauri. We have three probes a Quadrox Industries Cosmic Bum Probe, a Subterranean Sponge Probe, and a Lozak's Banging Party Probe. What would you like to probe?
1: Let's probe Calgon
2: 4 with the Party Probe.
0: Launching probe.
2: Calgon 4 is a washout class planet, which sensors suggest hasn't hosted a party for over 8 million years. The last party to be hosted was a remarkably staid affair. Three amoeba converged beneath a rock without alcohol, music, or even novelty hats. No snacks were served, no one danced, everyone went home before 9pm. The chances of extracting any party fluid from the core of this planet are 9000 to 1. Deep drilling may see us discover the remains of parties hosted by an ancient elder alien race, but those parties were so legendarily sick that they wiped out all known life in the galaxy. It's too dangerous to even imagine these parties, let alone to wade through their physical remains. Parties, zero. Lifeforms, zero. Lufa status, unknown. Probe not equipped for lufa detection.
1: Let's probe Flapjack Prime with the sponge probe.
0: Probe away.
1: Flapjack Prime is a properly cavernous piece of shit. Wait a minute. I'm still noodling my senses around trying to see everything. Fucking hell, man. It's like this whole planet is a sponge. But, my God, that's impossible. It is. It is a sponge. The porous nature of these rocks acts as a sponge for black matter, slowly sucking up the good stuff and growing big and plump. It wouldn't work in a traditional bathtub, though. These sponges are strictly for ponderous space shit. Life forms, zero. Sponges, one. Lufa status, untenable.
0: I'm just wondering, is is the sponge probe prone to seeing everything in terms of sponge (laughs) metaphors?
1: No, it's looking for sponges. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So unfortunately our chances of finding a lufa now are quite low. Let's...
2: Was that second probe equipped for loofah detection? Then? I mean, it was
1: looking for any form of sponges, and it's it's found that the entire planet is a sponge. Are these different... We've we got di- probes with different uh, yeah criteria? Yeah, three different types of sponge: One that looks for parties, one that looks for sponges, and one that looks for bums. I
0: don't remember Mass Effect 2 being this engaging or involved.
1: It was because Bioware are fucking lazy. <laughs> Didn't finish the game. <laughs> Gah.
2: I feel like we should have done initial scans of the planets to determine which probes to send to which planet. Well, this is what- why
1: you're not a space captain, okay. Steve. You've got to just get in, get your balls out, and then put your balls in as well. Okay. that The moon buggy that no one likes. This <laughs> is why you're a paragon, and I'm a renegade, all
2: right? I liked the moon buggy.
1: <laughs> I liked it as well, though. It was wobbly as fuck, and if there wasn't any lava, it would have been fine. Let's probe Bumpy Centauri with the bum probe.
0: Probe away. They don't call it Bumpy Centauri for no reason. This planet is positively brimming with humps. Big humps, small humps, lovely lady humps. Check them out. And not just humps. Rumps too. Real juicy rumps. That's what you're here for. I know it. You don't have to be coy with me. I'm an AI system embedded in a probe specifically designed for hunting out butts. And son, you just hit the absolute mother load. Subterranean scans suggest this planet has seen a wealth of top ass dating. I, I read that as though you were dating a top ass, but no, okay, I'll reread that line. <laughs> and so, uh, Subterranean scans suggest this planet has seen a wealth of top dating back for millions of years. Early surface scans detect over 18 million brilliant bottoms, although it will take a number of hours to complete the deep scan required to identify the absolute number one anus. Error. Scan process interrupted by elongated area in subject cavity. Substance appears to be some kind of natural sponge. You
1: have found the loofah, the commander's balls, and the galaxy have been saved. What an absolutely fucking huge relief for everyone!
0: Hey! Is hey, hey. that the good ending? Yeah, that was, uh, ah, It's
2: because he chose the paragon option. Uh, yeah, that was on. the good ending. Yeah. Otherwise, like, you would have probably
1: murdered the commander with a loofah. Up his, up his ass.
2: Pushed him out of a window
1: <laughs> With yes, a loof I'm, not, I'm just okay. doing that
2: That was the best one Wasn't it That's like my go-to Reference for Mass Effect
1: It was It was pretty shocking When you punched the, the punch lady the,
2: Punched the reporter lady Punched yes. the
1: woman That was like I'm not you gonna just press that
2: ethics In space journalism So you punched the lady I
1: couldn't And didn't <laughs> press that thing Ever again Fucking nightmare
2: Well the game doesn't know If you're a man or a woman no, it doesn't. If you want gender equality, Matt, sometimes you got to punch women. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> indiscriminately. That's how it works. It's not about looking at existing power structures and trying to undo damage. It's about everything being so equal that you can do anything to anyone and everything's fine.
2: Hey, I like really like being the party probe. I think that's my favorite character party I've bro- ever read bro- on. A, bro-
0: <laughs> I like me. Mean, yeah, I like finding right. the Luthor. I like yeah. being the probe. That's I enjoyed
2: important.
1: I enjoyed writing the party probe, and then the other ones I found quite difficult.
2: I kind of wish that when we leave the room today after this episode, I could be a party probe, you could be a bum probe. And Matt, you could be the third probe, sponge probe. Sponge man. probe. <laughs> You'll be funny
1: third probe. <laughs> <laughs> look, look for sponges. I can't find a sponge. No know do a sponge. I think you are, in your own way, a bit of a party probe. Thank you. You seem to gravitate towards very cool events. Yeah, we seem I... to be in the right place at the right time. Oh yeah. So Nobody's... I think yeah. That's... I detect you crawling up his ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, bum probe. You're, you're functioning one hundred percent. Thank you very much. Oh damn it. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's super vet day in the life of brackets. Bracket at the front of that as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> open
2: close. <brackets. laughs> Forgot to open a bracket there.
0: Uh just Your code's not up.
1: gonna fucking yeah. work then. Sorry. I
0: thought you were doing like a dictionary entry. Supervet, comma, comma Day
2: in the Life of. Day in the life of brackets. <laughs>
1: Get them brackets in.
2: By Steve. So you were talking you were <laughs> telling
1: me about uh Supervet before we started this podcast. Yeah. It's
2: basically, somebody who goes
1: around giving animals bionic limbs against their will. Yes. <laughs> he puts those
0: springs under frogs so that they you press them down and they jump up yeah. twenty seconds later.
2: All surgery on animals is against their will. But it's in their best interests. Do those frogs
1: really need those springs?
2: They do. Have you ever seen a frog jump? It's
0: pathetic. <laughs> and you can later use them to open a bottle of wine. <laughs> uh
2: look, do you know who Supervet is?
0: I do. There's a picture of him in Nottingham on our local Motorpoint Arena. He's about to do a nationwide studio not studio tour. He's doing a tour, isn't he?
2: Yeah, like um like he's starting a super church of Noel the Supervet, where he goes around talking about Incisions on goats. <laughs> is he like the Mr. Bumpy of
1: vets. I don't know who that is. Is Mr. Bumpy his name? Is like a kid's insane just like a clown. It's fucking weird. You're thinking like, of Mr. Wiggles? Is that no? Him? What's he called? He's, I don't know. he's I a, know who you mean. And he's really like. There's millions breaking of people it in
0: with children who are furious now because they're forced. They're f- they have forced exposure to this prick constantly. And he's
1: making a ton of money because he's the only person who's willing to demean himself by pretending to be a clown I'm and willing- an idiot. You should do the it. The bumpy diggles. No, fuck it. Karen, and Steve. I don't, want to st- yeah. I don't want to spend the next 20
0: minutes while my thinking about that trick name. Okay.
2: This is my feature about Supervet. Hey, The day in a life of what it might be like to be a Supervet. Not a Supervet. The. The. The Supervet. The. Welcome to the crazy old world of Noel, the Supervet. Let me start again. <clears throat> I'm very ill today. Give yeah, you're the-
1: doing very well. Steve, for those of you at home, has got... Steve's got a chest infection. I've got a chest
2: infection.
1: And he's doing very well. And he's, he's stocked up he's, nothing but lager and strepsils. And he's, he's like a Victorian sailor. It's fantastic.
0: If you think Steve sounds sexy, then he usually does and want him to stay ill forever. Please Patreon us.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that URL is patreon.com forward slash features. We haven't
1: worked out how we're going to keep him ill forever yet. But I, we'll do it. I Just know. I know. He knows. I know
2: how. Log knows. I'll reveal next season. <laughs> you got a petri dish with everything you need. <laughs> and we have a bit of a cough. Log's special fridge. <laughs> and now we're going to go again. Welcome to the crazy old world of Noel the Supervet, whose pioneering surgical techniques have helped mend everything from shit rabbits and fucked up cockatoos to wrong snakes and cats that won't stop sighing. Some of his most notable surgeries include a dog who presented with asthma, which you cured by expanding his ribcage to the size of Wembley Arena, thereby allowing him to breathe easily through two giant turbines implanted in his sides – and float around in the sky like a hairy blimp. (laughs) Today is just another day in the life of a man who can replace a ferret's entire skeleton with a coat hanger in under 30 seconds, and all without the ferret even noticing that anything was going on. All it does is blink
0: twice after the
2: thing. You stroll into your practice, as you do every morning, by ignoring the arrogance of a vet calling the building in which he works a practice rather than an animal garage. (laughs) It's a busy day today and lots of fucked up animals are limping around on the floor. A swan with its head stuck in a bucket walks into a wall. You see a tortoise with a weepy eye and a goldfish with a dicky fin. <laughs> a languid spaniel dangles round the angled ankles of the bangles. <laughs> God, <that> <laughs> Can you fix my dog? Says Susanna Hoffs out of the bangles. It's swallowed a dirty sponge and it's gone rogue. The dog hisses at you malevolently, but it will have to wait its turn. All of these chit animals will have to wait their turns because your first appointment is with dot 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 a hamster. Hamster. <laughs> Hamsh- no, should know how to say this. Hamster. Hamster. Not hamster. Did you know this? It's hamster. Is there a pee in it? There's a pee in it. Hamster. No, there is. And isn't. no one knows why. Hi there, readers. This is Steve with a quick correction. It is, in fact, hamster, without a P. There's no I in team, and there's no P in ham hamster. Hamster. Goodbye.
1: Oh, no, there is.
2: Hamster. You're completely right. I think the American spelling is hamster. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs>
1: They want to turn everything to ham. They're like bacon. Teamsters. It's actually teampster. teamster. Teamster. <laughs> dumpster. Dumpster. I was going to say oh, wow. dumpster. I mean, no, it's fine. Oh. It's fine. Don't feel bad. It was nice. Why you said a thing at the same get, time? That's think, nice. Why did I get to
0: the dumpster one second after everyone else? <laughs> so it was at the same time. Oh, Always the way. The same why will time. I? Why do I never get the dumpster treasure?
2: <laughs> Scene one: the room where they just ask questions and the animal gets to be awake and not sliced open. Uh, let me get into my no, my no voice. Uh, uh, come, here, come here to me now. Now, tell me, who do we who do we have here? This is Nibbles, and he's a bad hamster. Give him here to me now till I have a look at him. Right, how are you there, little fella? Okay, yeah, I can see straight away now that he's walking like a cunt.
1: I did say he was walking a little cuntishly, didn't I, Darren?
2: You did. She did say he was walking in a way reminiscent of how a cunt would walk. Now, that, that to me suggests his bones have begun to, uh, what we vets would call, escaping. His hips have migrated up to the body, to up the body towards the esophagus, in an attempt to abscond from his body out via the mouth, and then on to God knows where. Often in these cases, the entire skeleton will leave the body and head to the nearest dump, where they'll simply rot. Oh,
1: well, that sounds horrible.
2: Yes, it is incredibly painful for your bones to escape. What oh, can be done? Well, here's the thing. We can operate and give Nibbles the best chance at leading a normal life again, or we can end this whole charade for him now today. His condition will only get worse if left untreated. As soon as that hip bone escapes, it's open season for the rest of the bones. Your femurs and what have you, they'll all be gone in a flash.
1: We'll operate. We love Nibbles too much to let him die.
2: It is incredibly risky, and it will cost you £40,000. Well, we'll do
0: it. Both of my parents just died when that aeroplane collided with a hairy blimp in the shape of a Jack Russell,
2: and I've been looking for something to spend my inheritance on. Scene 2. The surgery room where the camera sometimes points directly into a bloody chest cavity of a pony. We see Supervet Noel in full surgical gear, Pulling an endless string of hamster intestines out of a small incision in Nibbles' his fuzzy little tummy. We pan to a clock on the wall, its hands rapidly spinning forwards 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m. An annoyed nurse walks over to the clock and removes it from the wall, throwing it into a bin labelled overused tropes to indicate the passage of time. Meta-meta. <laughs> she turns to Noel and says, well, that's the fifth spinning clock I've had to throw away this surgery, which means this surgery has lasted 12 hours. <laughs> then she climbs into a bin labelled Original Ideas to indicate the passage of time.
1: <laughs> oh, fucking beautiful. Jesus Christ. You sat and wrote this in my flat and about in the same time I wrote my thing and now I feel an intense loathing for myself and my own abilities.
2: Noel mops his brow with a mug that says number one vet and returns to work, gouging out the hamster's insides with a modified ice cream scoop. We fade to black. Scene three. Noel is in his office on the phone, rubbing his forehead. Hello, it's Noel. I'm sorry to wake you. Listen, I've got good news and I've got bad news. First, the good news... It was an incredibly difficult surgery, and as you know, there were risks involved, but I managed to secure all of Nibble's bones in place using Pritstick stick and a couple of paper clips. Now for the bad news. I've left a scalpel inside him. I fixed his bones, but the scalpel is still in there, so it's very important that you don't squeeze him or let him run at full speed into any walls, or else the scalpel will burst him from the insides. Oh, thank you, now. Thank you so much. Don't mention it. Your forty thousand pounds is all the thanks I need.
0: Looking
2: over the
0: feature
1: no, it's only long enough. I was just enjoying Stop it! it. Go.
0: How do you not feel about babies? With my hands. <laughs> ah, get about just get Oh, an, right. hang on. That get, sounds wrong. Get an no, idea. It's fine. I feel okay? about babies with my hands.
1: Yeah, just to get the idea for the periphery of them.
0: The edges of a I baby. Think if you want to draw a baby silhouette, you need to know where the edges are. That's
1: babies true. are a lot of fun <laughs> to squeeze. Like They've got little fat legs. They've got little fat arms. They've got little tiny weird fat hands. and They've got little tiny weird feet. I think it's fine to have a feel about a baby. As long as you stick to the fucking limbs and head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on! What other parts are there?
1: Torso, Come on, you know what I mean. Like, you know what I mean. Like, I think it's fine that squeezing babies is a lot of fun. They're, they're like tiny weird human to have their little hands and move, move their. Yeah, like, or around. you just like Ooh. hold you hold their foot in your hand and you just go, what the fuck is that about? It's like it's that's a human foot. I, I spend a lot of time with babies and like I think they're like weird as hell. It's, it's a human foot that you can pop into your
2: own mouth in its entirety. <laughs> you, you spend a lot of time with babies squeezing. Just squeezing No little, little squeeze of, them. of a baby. You're just you're going on about how great it is to squeeze babies.
1: Well, like, <laughs> a little squish. A little squish of a baby. They're great. They're like little squishy things. They're often, like, really weird fat. Why? And if you hug them, Why? they gasp. You hug them really hard to your tummy. Don't, they go, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: lot, yeah. Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Like, I've got lots of friends who have babies, and like you know, when there's a baby there, it gets passed around, and you can give them a little hug. No, like, don't give it to Matt. He's going to squeeze it. Yeah, no, because you I'm a, not going to squeeze up, it. Like, if you're looking after a baby, you entertain them. You know, so it depends on the age. Sometimes if they're like super young, they're not interested in doing anything. You just sit with them, and then like they're just like inert. But sit
0: then, with them, sort of like making facial expressions, furrowing your brow at each other.
1: Trying, yeah, trying to get the measure of each other I think until they're six months old they don't really exist they're not really f- people yet they're just like booting and up and therefore have no human rights <laughs> no but like yeah like babies give them a little squeeze hey, like,
0: like <laughs> give, give them a squeeze pass them along
2: I love babies
1: welcome to the great baby swap 2018 I'm good with babies I got the touch if you've got a baby that's crying I could stop it from crying <laughs>
2: because you squeeze its neck
0: you can stop it from crying no. by giving it to that that's who's... log
1: log is on who asphyxiates babies? I'm the one who loves them, yet is also slightly fascinated by the fact they're just tiny, fat humans. I
0: spell it, I, I spell asphyxiate F I X because I'm mending your baby by ending it. <laughs> <laughs> mend it, end it. Baby six, and then you have a meal afterwards. Eyes <laughs> yeah. fix,
2: and then I ate. Eyes fix, I <laughs> ate.
1: I I ate. I <laughs> just imagine mend it, end it being the, the quote, <laughs> <laughs> quote for Job Lines Nursery Services. <laughs> John Black's Nursery. Mend it, end it. What does this, this mend it, end it mean? Um, exactly. It was something that came to mind very quickly.
0: I was quite pleased with it, and I was hoping it would pass by without too much scrutiny.
1: <laughs> and, um, mm.
0: Anyway, let's get back. I'm, I've, got a, I've got a baby feature. None of that was my feature. That was just a little bit of professional horror. horror. <laughs> professional suicide. <Yeah. laughs> but it turns out, of, there's loads you can do with a baby, and as I found out when I was recently in Little with this um, packet of activity cards by a woman called Doctor Pixie, which is frustrating enough because I'm like Doctor Pixie. That's not a real doctor. It's like Doctor Oka. Her name is a full name is Doctor Pixie
1: McKenna, but the fact she goes by Doctor first name okay. Leads me right. to think she's so. Doctor McKenna. Mm. And Doctor McKenna is a doctor name. Doctor Pixie. Is a made-up name. Inside this box, which I'm trying to wrestle from Matt's hand for I'm the purposes fix- of actually <laughs> commencing my
0: feature. Fuck your podcast. <laughs> Matt, Could I'm reading stop, a box. Please stop reading during the feature. <laughs> I, I don't really have a feature I'll so much as I, I like. just want to read some I'll of these cards. I'll read what cards. I like. Feel free to read the back of the box. Okay.
1: This exciting new pack is inspired and developed by Dr. Pixie McKenna, (laughs) specifically for parents. With her vast experience as a medical professional and common sense approach to parenting, Dr. Pixie McKenna draws on her own experience as a mother, I really hate that line, to bring you this fantastic range of activity cards. And she's got an incredibly kind of photoshopped slash like auto-corrected face, you know. It's done that, like, thing on the skin where it's like, no one really looks like that. It's kind of a weird if you, softness. If you look on, do look on the back of it, her face
0: has what could be construed by a generous person as a smile. But to me, just looks like a cruel, baby-hurting sneer.
2: As, it's quite an intense face. As seen on TV. I And I have
0: seen her on TV. So the first activity I've got here is um, something that says, look at me. I think it's an M dash, or maybe an N dash. I can't see from this angle. Uh, mirror fun! And this is suitable for babies from... Naught to six months. I mean, just yeah. give them a mirror and uh, watch them go. I mean, it says here, boy, do babies love to gaze into a mirror. Mirror play tackles many aspects of development, such as self awareness, mm-hmm. hand to eye coordination, speech, language, and bonding. I
1: actually know about this shit. Yeah. Like, developmental psychology is one of the things I studied. Like, and it's because before a certain age, when kids see themselves in the mirror, they literally think it's another baby. And there's a certain age where there's a period of a couple of months where all babies suddenly activate and they realize it's them all babies activate
2: like in the last jedi god steve get your shit together it's not the last jedi it was episode two attack of the clones i was referencing order 66 when the clone troopers of the grand army of the republic turned on their jedi commanders at once and terminated them bringing about the demise of the Jedi Order, and thereby setting up uh, the universe for the for the original trilogy, in which all the Jedi's are dead, apart from Han Solo. By, yep, or exactly, exactly
1: like that. Season seven of Buffy. Yeah, <laughs> it's because they do a little test where they draw a little red dot on their noses and then basically if you draw a little red dot of lipstick on a baby's nose then you can tell when they've hit that benchmark basically like a graphics card yeah yeah, (laughs) that's nice language (laughs) because basically what happens is before that you draw a red nose on dot on the nose and they will try and touch it on the mirror because they think it's another baby and they think what's that weird red nose gotta clean that baby's nose Yeah. yeah but then they kind of Suddenly they'll look at it and they'll rub their they own
2: just nose. Shout, what the fuck is this shit on my nose? <laughs> yeah,
1: what have you done to me? Why do you keep making me do experiments? What are you a Nazi? That I mean that's interesting. I can see how
0: that happens, a self-awareness thing, but how does it help language? And that's because you get to talk to your child while you do it. You get to say things like, You see that baby? That baby's you. It has all your emotions, see? Oh, it's laughing. It's showing feelings that it's not yet sophisticated enough to conceal. They're just dancing all over that baby's face, just like they are yours. Ooh, now I've turned the mirror away. I have obliterated that baby. And make no mistake, I would obliterate you with just as trivial a gesture. (laughs) Why not try punching your baby in the feet? (laughs) When they start crying, pop them between two mirrors and stretch their distress down an infinite corridor. Film their distress, and play it to them on an iPad, strapped into their pram. The baby that once mimicked their chuckling face, a forever friend, has now got its own sinister agenda. Why you've got your very own black mirror episode in your pram for your baby? Imagine the dystopian now future fiction that your child would eventually write when its hormones finally drop the pube bomb. It'll be so bleak. It'll be like, imagine if all your selfies aged and you didn't, and that's Oscar Wilde. Imagine, okay, what if you've got a home hub and the internet goes down and you can't turn your lights on to piss and you accidentally whittle onto your electric clothes horse. So bleak, I can't even. That's suitable for babies from six months up to adult. And the next one, the next card I've got here, and this is, again, suitable for babies from six months, it's called... Laundry fun. And this genuinely begins with, um, A baby in the womb doesn't live in silence. Constant blood gushing through the placenta accustoms them to white noise. So it's no surprise that babies love the soothing sound of a washing machine. True. Or the sound of a field of, or the sound of a field of screaming goats and drum solos. Less true. I've started making it I up now. Good.
2: Yeah, they like washing machines though, can it? That's a the thing. They
0: are, apparently. Yeah, they just the, the whirring of a washing machine is soothing to a baby. As, as also in a top tip at the bottom of the card, the smell of laundry can also
1: be that because um, apparently. A tip that my wife discovered when she we was babysitting our friend's baby is uh, when you babysit someone else's. If you wear mum's uh, dressing gown when you have to go in, if the baby starts crying, if you go into the room wearing like. If, you, if they're out on the lash, you can wear the mum's dressing gown. And, and in the dark, in the baby say, thinks it's the mum. You've got to say, Cooey,
0: it's me. your Mommy. Mommy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously you've got to do that. Yeah. But then in addition to that, the smell of the, the mother on the clothes just chills the baby the fuck out. That's a real tip. Enjoy <sighs> it. Take it home.
0: So then, okay. So if the baby likes dirty clothes and the sound of your gut so much, why not pop a couple of long sops between your nude butt cheeks, squat over your child and drag the socks across your child's head while it's playing with its activity blanket? They'll feel like underwater reefs, creating the impression that your child is in a deep-sea grotto where a sea witch lives, so it won't seem unusual to your child when you start cackling. I'm a sea witch, dearie, you might say to your child. You can't just steal my barnacles and expect to be allowed back to the surface. Remember that you're just being silly. Do not submerge your baby in water. It's a complete myth that babies can swim without lessons, and that baby off Nirvana's Nevermind album cover only managed it because he really needed that money for a rusk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure why that tickled me so much, but I love that. That baby is now a full-grown adult with access to many dozens of dollars all of his own. So tell this story to your child to teach them a valuable lesson about greed, patience, and the fact that rust costs money. You know. <laughs> the next one is called um, "Feel Your Way." It's a, a a treatise to indulge indulge your child's
1: fifth sense, which is, I believe, is touch. <laughs>
0: Fifth sense? Do they have an order inside the normal five?
1: No, I'm thinking about time and, like, dimensions or something. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't have a fucking clue. Sixth sense is seeing dead people, and seventh sense is love, sex, intelligence. We've
0: got it. Okay. So this is Feel Your Way, and um, it goes it starts like this. The intermission between sitting and walking involves a lot of creeping and crawling. And some babies do it backwards. It actually says that on the card. That's what it says. And I want to support my child in all of its future endeavours by wearing... and. They're making and wearing a t-shirt
2: that says some babies do it backwards get over it <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, some babies crawl backwards
1: yeah i just i Why don't not? know that's like a dog pushing itself backwards on the carpet that don't baby push they themselves backwards backwards they do they, they drag they way- their, their back bomb. end forwards i'm not the dog expert
2: it's really I'm dragging happening. your back end forwards it's like a negative multiplied by a negative isn't it it's- and there you go one positive dog <laughs> The card then, again, encourages
0: you to create a super highway of textures and colours to explore.
2: Like the internet superhighway. Yeah, but for babies, super highway. an
0: offline superhighway for babies, They she suggests um, a towel, a rug, <laughs> cardboard, a changing mat. A changing mat. A changing mat, not yeah. a changing mat.
1: <laughs> 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 it's like, that's me. I used to be happy, now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want one of them.
2: <laughs> and then... It goes on to say, a bubble wrap, a pleat of cotton wool, bubble wrap. Bubble wrap should be kept away from children at all times, even I, I know they that. They
0: could climb inside a bubble and end up, where's my baby? And then you have to pop the bubbles, to get it out, Yeah, risking very real harm to it's your like baby. It's like
1: Superman 3, they're in a bubble, like going, Lap.
0: That no, was they're... more of a plane. Yeah. And it was Superman 2. Negative. No,
1: damage. I'm talking about like and the it was Commander Zog. Yeah. I'm... wasn't it three with the <laughs> Commander Yan solo? Wasn't it with the shard of glass in three? <laughs> no, that was two. Oh, fucking three hell. Three
0: was Richard Pryor and the supercomputer with the very clever <sighs> blonde woman who pretend to be stupid, just has to get on in life. It was very, very progressive, actually. If you're creating this this information superhero of your baby's hands and knees. Why not also add a a lump of kitchen roll, daubed in Guinness, and a five-metre-long expanse of silt? Filling a room with six inches of silt might seem... It's a small sacrifice to you. Your house has got more than one room, and to a baby, a room full of silt is a universe of fun. Plunge your baby's damp, silty hands into a pot of Himalayan rock salt. The playful pink colour will amuse babies of all genders. Then press a large slug into their palms, and enjoy their faces as their gentle, inquisitive touch causes yet another living creature to die (laughs) in a desiccated agony that they are not developed enough to appreciate. Then wail a lament to your child. I wish I could kill so easily, and with so little conscience. You have the keys to success in this life, and you don't even know it. You dumb baby. Then lighten the mood by blowing a raspberry on your forearm and hitting yourself on the head with a slipper. After 10 seconds, drop the slipper and say, You took a life, an act that will change you forever. On the child's fourth birthday, birthday. <laughs> on the child's first birthday, write, We note what you did in slug trails on the bathroom mirror. If your child doesn't remember, simply
2: explain, Oh, you were quite the slug murderer. I can't talk anymore.
0: <laughs> slug
1: Quiet the slug huh?
2: And then like tell it. the baby that it's called murbur when you murder someone. <laughs> You've done a murder. The more you teach your child
0: wrong words, <laughs> the more the child will have trouble communicating with other children as they go to school and they will come home to you for solace. Never let your child exist outside of your <laughs> range. <laughs> so you were quite the slug as a baby. The slugs told me they were going to crawl into your mouth while you're asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally, the the last one is uh, just make animal sounds. Spend some time making animal sounds with your child. I mean, children love animal sounds, but I thought why limit yourself to the beasts of the field and the beaky tree, lads? Teach your child the heavy sigh of the chiropodist, who has had it up to here with feet. Teach your baby the long slurp of the thirsty man, who is struggling to quench himself with a milkshake that is proving a little too thick. Teach your baby to click their tongue, then deny that they ever did it, only to click their tongue again seconds later. Teach your child to mimic your voice, so you can fuck off to the pub and let the little bastard raise itself. Babies!
2: The t- Badna- well, Matt's left the room now, but it's, it's time to say goodbye to you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Uh, it's been a hoot it's been a nanny ah, I did it <laughs> it's a good catchphrase it is a good catchphrase um, if you like the podcast do you know what you can do log I know uh,
0: several things you can do one of them is to go to patreon.com slash regular features and pledge a little
2: bit of your money just to help us get this thing done you can go to iTunes and rate and review us there that helps us out, too. Or you it can does. just continue listening with your sweet little lovely mm. ears. Mm. I'd like to outwardly shout to a new patron. <gasps> got a new one. We got a new one. Oh, fuck, nah. His or her name is Nevada Hargreave Maddis. That's an amazing. Is that a real name? That's a
1: real name. Nevada Hargr- Hargreave Maddis. Yes. Nevada I, Hargreave I have
0: no
2: response to that other than just pure fucking happiness. It's got to be yeah. real. That's like a Latin flower name. Their dollars are real, and we got them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nevada. Uh, tune in next week, where we'll have a little sous of a podcast. A that means small Sousson amount, doesn't it? That would be a full podcast. Thank the you, and good night. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth outro.
0: I liked it.